Where did God come from? Who made God? Where did God come from? Who made God? Well, just let me take this time to welcome those of you who are hearing this audio message via podcast RCD. This is Discipleship 101, and today's subject, we're talking about who made God. Where did God come from? This is a frequently asked question, and I would like to address it in two basic ways. The most direct answer is the one supplied by the scriptures themselves, and that will settle the issue for those who have confidence in the credibility of God's holy word. Secondly, however, one may pursue the inquiry by means of the process of logical reasoning. Let's begin with the biblical view. Job 36, 26. How great is God beyond our understanding? The number of his years is past finding out. The view regarding God is set forth consistently in the Bible. It is this. He did not come from anywhere. No one made the heavenly creator of the universe. God has no beginning and he will have no ending. He is the eternal self-existing being. Here is what the Bible says about who made God. Remember, God is eternal. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. God is everlasting in nature. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable, which is to say he is eternal as to his very essence. Romans chapter 16, verse 26. But now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. His existence is from everlasting to everlasting. First Timothy 1.17. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to the God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Before the material creation was spoken into existence, God always was. Psalm 90 verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is self-existing. Exodus 3.14. This is when the Lord revealed himself to Moses as I am that I am. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. The I am expression is related to the Hebrew name for God, Yahweh, or simply Lord or Jehovah. This was the most sacred name for God. The term Yahweh occurs more than 6,800 times in the Old Testament. This word is believed to be a form of the verb Hayah, which signifies to be, ultimately meaning the eternal one or self-existing one. God's existence is underived. No one made him. He simply 
always was. The logical view. The eternality of the creator may be argued in another way as well. Let's consider the following logical line of argument. The universe must have been created by something. If there ever was a time when nothing at all existed, then there would be absolutely nothing today. It is an axiomatic truth that if nothing exists, then nothing would be the case always. For nothing simply remains nothing forever. Nothing plus nothing equals nothing. If there is absolutely nothing but nothing, there cannot ever be something. Nothing and something applied to the same object at the same time are mutually exclusive terms. Something has always existed. Since it is the case that something does now exist, one must logically conclude that something has existed always. Let me state this matter another way. If nothing cannot produce something, and yet something exists, then it follows necessarily that something has always existed. The question then becomes this. What is the something that has been in existence always? An eternal, non-material spirit being. In logic, the law of the excluded middle states that a thing either is or it is not. A line is either straight or it is not straight. Let us apply this principle to the matter at hand. Something has existed forever. That something must be either material in nature or non-material. If it can be demonstrated that the eternal something is not material in nature, then it must follow that the eternal something is non-material in nature. Another term for the non-material would be spirit. The question now becomes, what does the available evidence reveal? Is it the case that matter has existed forever? Or does the evidence argue that the eternal something is non-matter, in other words, spirit? Matter is not eternal. The most reputable scientists in the world concede that matter is not eternal. In his book, Until the Sun Dies, Dr. Robert Jastrow, founder of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies and a professed agnostic, describes his perception of the initial creation of the universe. He speaks of that moment when the first particles of matter appear. Thus, prior to that moment, matter did not exist. Subsequently, he declares emphatically that modern science denies an eternal existence to the universe. There is not a particle of evidence that the universe has existed forever. The very fact that scientists attempt to assign an age to the universe is revealing within itself, which leads us to this. A non-material spirit have always existed. In view of the foregoing, namely that something has always existed, and yet that something is not of a material nature, the student of logic is irresistibly forced to the conclusion that the something that is eternal is non-material. That non-material eternal something must be spirit 
in its essence. The scriptures identify that spirit being as God. God is spirit. John chapter 4, verse 24. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. An uncreated, eternal spirit being. Both scripture and logic then in marvelous concert testify to the fact that God is eternal. He has no origin. He is the everlasting I am. No one made God. He simply is.